0: Today I'm joined by Dr. Brian Kaufman, who is the founder of CLL Society. Dr. Kaufman, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Uh, My great pleasure. Thank you.
0: So to start off, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your background and how you came to establish a society?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Thanks. I'm Dr. Brian Kaufman. I'm a retired uh, family doctor. And I was diagnosed in 2005 uh, with a CLL. And if those people familiar with chronic lymphocytic leukemia or CLL will know that what we like to say in the CLL society is: if you know one CLL patient, you know one CLL patient. Everybody's course is very variable. And I had quite an aggressive form of CLL, and. Um, Though family medicine prepares you for a lot of things, hematology is not one of the strengths of most family physicians. And we're pretty quick to refer off to our hematology colleagues any abnormalities that we see in blood counts, especially if it suggests that it's a malignant uh, process. So while I knew a little bit about chronic leukemias, I didn't know very much uh, when I was diagnosed. And I found a dearth of real quality information uh, on the internet uh, to help me. And also a dearth of really um, promising uh, treatments at the time, uh, especially with my prognostic markers. So um, as my uh, leukemia grew more and more aggressive um, and I needed treatment and I opted for a a first remission um, allogeneic hemopoietic stem cell transplant or bone marrow transplant, I uh, started to tell people about what I was going on, tell my patients about what was going on. And my kid said to me, "Dad, that's so old school. you know, you should be, uh, you know blogging on this on the web. So I started to blog. and the blog became extremely popular, and that morphed into my wife and I founding the nonprofit uh, CLL society. And the blog tells everything in this sort of chronological order. But the website is much more horizontal. So we have, if you're a newbie and you don't have any idea what a lymphocyte is, we have handouts, and that's to help the physician if they want. They can refer to that. What does the bone marrow do? What does the spleen do? You know, why is it enlarged? What's going on here? We have all kinds of information to help patients understand uh, CLL from the very, very basic sort of deer in the hair lights, newly diagnosed to those uh, you know, very sophisticated, we attend uh, and actually present research at the American Society of Hematology meetings and bring the most up-to-date information there in patient-friendly terms so patient can access, interview the um, uh, PIs at those meetings so we can bring up-to-date cutting edge information to people because we saw that there was this great unmet need for education and support.
0: Great, thank you. So from the healthcare provider perspective, uh, what are the resources and the the education you have that could benefit their patients?
1: Yeah, so we're there to help you make your job easier and to help you with your patients and shared decision-making. And as we know in CLL, there are several excellent options that have become available um, in the last several years in terms of uh, targeted therapies, oral therapies, some great immunotherapies that are available and some great experimental therapies. Um, So uh, the resources that we have are first education, we're formed on four pillars, education, uh, support, advocacy and research. In terms of the education, we have a website and the website has areas for newly diagnosed, areas for more sophisticated and all kinds of other things like financial help, psychological help, all kinds of things that we can, we have an ask the expert where people can send in questions and we have CLL experts answering those. We have nurses, we have palliative care doctors, pharmacists, uh, we have uh, lab uh, uh, PhDs in lab science helping us to answer the patient's uh, questions. So we're there to help your patients in terms of that. We also do webinars and lately about half of our webinars have been on COVID-19 because CLL at this community knows is uh, are very immunocompromised uh, regardless of their stage of therapy. So, um, their, st- their therapy status. So we uh, uh, have been responding to patients' questions about what their options are during the, the pandemic. We also have over 40 support groups across the country, and these are very carefully monitored. We have very strict rules in terms of what kind of information we can and can't give, confidentiality rules but they also have an educational aspect. I put together a curriculum. So over the course of uh, 12 monthly meetings in the year, people learn from the basics of what is CLL, how come it's a leukemia and lymphoma at the same time, and get up to very sophisticated understandings of what you know. what is an immunotherapy, what's a targeted therapy, how does it differ from chemotherapy in general. Uh, uh, so, we have that and also we're uh, very involved in advocacy it was our work that uh, led the charge to have the national institutes of health the cdc and the fda change the definition of who is moderately or severely immunocompromised to include uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia regardless of the stage of therapy which reflects the reality but was confusing in the language. So we do that and we've advocated for other drugs and other issues in terms of access to vaccines and things like that. In research, we, 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 we've done the largest survey ever of CLL patients. We've presented the American Society of Hematology in terms of what's important to them and their treatment decisions. And we're constantly presenting new uh, research in that area, but we also fund research in CLL. Um, in terms of the bench science and translational science, because we see it as an unsolved problem with significant unmet needs. So we're there to help you in the main areas, I think we would help you with our support groups. You can These are specific, they're, they're physician curated. So we make sure that the information in those are very good and, and carefully monitored. And just a quality source of information. So rather than referring your patients to Dr. Google, refer them to the CLL Society, where everything we have is on CLL and SLL. And you can be sure that what we have is up-to-date and very accurate and supportive of the care that you're giving your patients.
0: That's great. Sounds like a lot of really awesome resources.
1: Try really hard. And we actually, in next year, we'll have a specific area for physicians where you can download... uh, um, And, uh, you know, present to your patients if you have a question, if they have a question, well, you know, what, uh, you know, what does my spleen do? You you can hand them a handout, which has a picture of the spleen and what the spleen does. So, you know, can save you some time and reinforce the education that you've given in the office on different things, different therapy options we have on the different drugs, all kinds of things to try to help you in a kind of an unbiased way.
0: That's great. Um, So I know you mentioned uh, the ASH meeting. Is there any uh, research that's being presented? I know it's coming up in a couple of weeks. Any research you'd like to highlight that's being presented there?
1: We're always excited about the uh, uh, the annual meeting and all the good stuff um, gets held to Ash and presented there. Um, and I don't know that there's any practice changing uh, uh, abstracts that'll be presented at Ash, uh, but I think that there's some evolutionary. Um, papers that will be presented. I think we're getting pretty excited about combinations. If you look at the oral sessions, um, most of them are about doublets and triplets. And I think that's the direction things are going in. We're also excited about time-limited therapy and we're seeing more of that. And we're also interested and very excited about some of the uh, papers that are coming out on second and third generation BTK inhibitors Uh, which may have a safer profile and uh, just a hint in one of the late-breaking abstracts uh, that there may even be better efficacy. So we're really excited to sort of dig into that and see if that may have the potential of being uh, a significant practice changing uh, uh, abstract. So we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Great. Um, I guess is there anything else you'd like to share either about the society or about the CLL field in general?
1: So yeah, I, I think that for most hematologists and uh, in, in general oncologists, often there's kind of a sense of relief when uh, patients come into their office with chronic lymphocytic leukemia because it is for many patients an indolent disease. And we know maybe as many as a quarter of patients never need treatment and have a normal life expectancy. But from the patient's perspective, um, that moment of diagnosis and the moment that they're told they're going to watch and wait or active observation is a game changer. And we encourage uh, patients to get the support of other patients because there's things in another patient when somebody can meet a fellow patient who's had the diagnosis for 20 years, that can give them more solace than any of the kind words and reassurances that their physician can give them. So. That's one piece. And the other is just that it isn't a solved problem. And though we have great therapies, uh, once a patient has been failed by a B-cell receptor inhibitor, like a PI3 kinase inhibitor or a BTK inhibitor, and by the only BCL2 inhibitor venetoclax that's out there, they're really short on options. And outside of a clinical trial, um, their prognosis is very poor. We also have a significant number of patients who uh, uh, develop Richter's transformation. So don't see CLL as a solved problem. Um, Understand that there's still a lot that needs to be done, that uh, patients are now living longer, they're being diagnosed earlier and younger, and they may burn through the couple wonderful treatment options we have. there's exciting looks at new drugs and development, exciting looks at new combinations. So we ask, you know, we, we can help you and your patients stay up to date on all of that stuff. Uh, and we're deeply appreciative of um, working with the uh, physicians in the community and in the academic centers to help them uh, help their patients in a, in a better way.
0: Great. Uh, Well, thank you so much for explaining all this. I'm excited that we'll be able to refer some people back to CLL Society to learn more.
1: Yeah, cllsociety.org. That's where you'll find us, cllsociety.org. Thanks.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.